Well, if you have your Bibles, open them up to John chapter 4 tonight, and I'm just going to take a few moments and uh, share a thought with you and, uh, about Christmas and about the Lord and uh, His gift in our life. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight. You truly are so gracious to us. We love you. We love the joy that you put in our heart that we can enjoy life, enjoy one another. And Lord, we just thank you again for your goodness and your grace. Help us to fully and completely understand all that it means in what you've declared that unto us has been born in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. Now, Father, tonight we thank you for the gift of your Son, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. John chapter 4 and verse 10, we hear it a lot. It's a declaration that Jesus made to the woman at the well, and in their discussion, and in asking him, asking her for a drink of water, and Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So this evening I want to just take just a couple moments and talk to you about the gift of God, and to think about it in the terms of one size fits all. How many of you ever, you know, there's some things, they say one size fits all, and then you see somebody trying that on, and you go, that probably is not your size, that didn't apply to you, amen? <laughs> and so there's a lot of things I could think about that I'll try to keep my brain under control. But uh, also in Galatians chapter 3, I want you to look at this, and I, I put it there in your outline in the Amplified Bible to think about verses 26 through 29, and I want you to hear it in the context of being in Christ and what we receive from Him. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. You get that? In Christ, we are all the sons and the daughters of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union and communion with Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, have put on, clothed yourself with Christ. I like what the New Living Translation says, like putting on new clothes. So here we're just talking about one gift, but we, we get to put, everybody gets to put Christ on. He fits every one of our lives. Would you agree? And there's now no distinction, neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is not male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ and are in him who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. Praise the Lord. So think about it. One size fits all is only good in a very small variety of instances. So you think about that. They have items that are stretched or do other things and that. But usually things have to be customized to whatever size you are. There are some things that must be made to fit a specific person, a specific size, or even a specific situation. And then there's some things that cover and there's other things that reveal. And I always found out it's always best to make sure that we never reveal what was meant to be covered. How many would agree? How many have been walking through the mall and seen that picture? Oh, yeah, that, I think that was supposed to be covered. Amen. So when it comes to a Savior, this is the greatest news anyone could ever hear. The love of God in the body of His Son fits every life. And that's the greatest story, is that God's love 
in the life of His Son was tailor-made to fit every one of our lives. When you think about all the uniqueness about our lives, all the differences in our lives, all the different experiences we've had, all the different circumstances each and every one of us face, all the different conditions around everything about our lives, and yet God fits our lives. He's tailor-made to fit every one of our lives. That's the greatest news we could hear. The love of God in the body of His Son fits every life. No alterations are needed. God's gift exposes and covers our sin. I love that. God never does anything, and He never just exposes us. How many know we've been there where you get caught at something or do whatever, and then you just feel, man, what's going to happen? God never exposes us unless He's there to cover us. Even you go back to the garden with Adam and Eve. There they are. God's saying, Adam, where are you? How many know God always knows before He asks the question? God always knows the answer. When He asks the question, He's just wanting us to be honest with ourselves. So he says, hey, Adam, where are you? How many know God wasn't having a problem finding him? He knew where Adam was and they're hiding. But Adam needed to know where he was. And so he asked him, Adam, where are you? And then he's hiding. But then when he's hiding, the Lord makes a covering for them. They had made a covering for themselves that wasn't adequate. But God sacrificed, made a sacrifice, and then made a covering for their lives. So when he comes to expose, he also comes to cover. But think about it. There is no one who doesn't need the gift of God because everybody has sin. There is no one who can't afford it. Why? Because it's a free gift. There's no one who doesn't qualify because it's available to who? To whosoever will. And then lastly, there's no one who will be denied because your Bible mind says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen? This is great news. But then the gift of God is custom fit for every life. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 2 if you have your Bible. We'll just read a couple scriptures tonight. Hebrews chapter 2. How many know everybody has different viewpoints about everything? There's some things that scare some people and some things that don't scare, you know, what bothers one person, what it, it is different for everybody's life. Some people are afraid of the dark. Some people don't mind it. Some people are afraid of, of spiders. I mean, I, we always laugh at our son Cody because he's the tallest one in our family, yet he's afraid of spiders. I go, dude, look at how big you are and how small they are. Amen. It's like there's just, it's not even a, not even a, a a competition, <laughs> you know, he's like, there's just a little toilet paper in this and it's over. Praise the Lord. So, but it, it's a thing. Something about that, he just creeped out by him, whatever, but things that it didn't bother me at all. But we're all are so uniquely different. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. What's so amazing about the Lord is that when he became humanity and he took upon humanity for us, he is able to identify with each and every one of us. No matter what the things that we have or how the enemy uses to control us through fear and all those others, whether it's through the fear of death or whatever it may be, Jesus comes to provide an answer. And look at verse 15. And release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 
For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. And that's why we read Galatians. See there, where if we believe in Christ, we received him, then we are joint heir and we are of the seed of Abraham. And God gives his aid to you and I. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. So how many know everybody's different in the realm of temptation? Some things that bother one person aren't a temptation to somebody else. Me, I look at candy and it's like it's over, man, I'm going to partake. Other people can walk by candy. You want to come? No, I don't. I said, well, no, I'll sample that. Yeah, I would probably have some. Amen. So doing different things. But whatever it may be, ice cream was meant to be eaten by everybody. Some of you need to get saved. <laughs> Amen. There's ice cream in heaven. I'd find a verse for it if I tried. Amen. But... <laughs> So what, what are we talking about? It's that God knows the size of our heart. He knows the size of our lives, our heart. But he also knows the depth of our pain. He knows the agony of our fears. And he knows the amount of your need. For each and every one, even though we're so unique. That's what always is so amazes me about God all these years of serving him. That God is uniquely fitted to every one of our lives. One God, one Savior, but He so uniquely fits every one of our lives in every need and every circumstances. The gift of God is amazing. If we read it in Luke chapter 4, if you turn there with me, Luke chapter 4, Jesus declares the ministry that God had given to Him and the anointing of God that was upon His life and why it was there. And in verse 18, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So here you have all this diversity, and yet one gift, one God, one Savior meets every one of those needs. Isn't that amazing? So think about it. Jesus is good news to the poor, and that means because the gift is already paid for. Poor don't have to make provision. How can I be accepted? How can I be qualified? He's healing to, the, to a broken heart. He's released to a captive, <coughs> excuse me, and pardoned to a prisoner. He's liberty to those who are downtrodden, oppressed, and bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. I love the testimony of that young man. When Teen Challenge was here, who had been all those drugs and everything for all that, all that time. And then after nine months in Teen Challenge, hadn't been on drugs, completely delivered. I love the fact that God is a deliverer. Amen? He's freedom to the burdened and the battered. God's blessing is upon all who receive Him. Think about it. We no longer need no longer to live hiding in the shadows of fear, haunted by the pain of our past and tormented with the memory of our failures and mistakes. God did not come and Jesus did not come to leave us as empty shells of what we could have been, but he came to make us whole. That is so awesome that the Lord came to make us whole. Amen. See, everyone who receives Christ can put on and clothe themselves with Him. Go with me to Colossians 
chapter 3. And that's even in receiving a gift. I mean, you could have a gift. People could give you a gift. It can be given to you next week. You got to be opening gifts and presents, receiving them. And somebody gives you a new gift. They give you a new sweater, a new coat, a new shirt, something new and and that. But it's not going to do any good. You're going to have to put that on in order to benefit from the gift. Amen. And so for you and I, that's the same thing that needs to happen when it comes to Christ. We need to put on Christ. It's true that God has done everything for us and it is free, but there's still a personal application that we have to make. We have to appropriate the gift in our lives and upon our lives. Would you agree? Colossians chapter 3, and there's a few verses here, but let's just read through them, beginning in verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. So Paul really describes the gift of life that we have in Christ to us, so it's given to us. So in this life, this is what we do. Therefore, and so anytime, how many know anytime you see the word therefore, the old saying is you need to go back and see what it's there for. So everything Paul just said right there in those first four verses tells us and explains what he's talking about here. So we receive Christ. He's our life and we're risen with him. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Throw all that old stuff away because these things, the wrath of God, is coming upon the sons of disobedience. And once you also once walked when you lived in them... But now you must also put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds in verse 10 and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. So in Christ, we have the ability to put off the old stuff that, that just was deteriorating our life and draining our life. But we have the ability also through the gift to put on the new man who is renewing. Amen. And according to the image of him who created him, where there's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncision, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God and holy beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ also forgave you, so also you must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in Lord, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Wow. How many know that's a lot? We think about how can we do that? How can I put all that? Because the grace of God has made that available to us. And that's a provision that God brings into our life. The things we're putting on are all contained in Christ. When we receive him, we receive his nature and everything that he has into our life. So putting him on is an easy thing to do. So Christ, the anointed one, is what he comes. We clothe ourselves with him. Christ just simply means the anointed one and his anointing. So when he comes, he comes with the anointing and the power, gracing us with the ability to put on the new man. Excuse me. 
the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remodeled into a fuller, more perfect knowledge after the image and the likeness of Him. Living for God, and I think that's a challenge that we have to remember, the gift is free, but the process is never-ending. We get this great gift, the, God, the process of putting on and living and taking advantage of everything that is given to us in Christ never ends. So we're continually being remolded into a fuller, more perfect knowledge after the image and the likeness is Him. See, as God's own chosen ones, the ones He has picked for His own, those who are purified and holy by virtue of the blood and well-beloved by God Himself, His love now unfolds them with the bond of perfection which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony. So what we know is that what a great gift God has given to all. Amen? And what's amazing, when you read Colossians, you say, man, that sounds like a lot that we have to do, but the grace of God empowers to do it. How many know you're saved by grace? Not by work. And so what we forget sometimes, we think the putting off and the putting on, we think it's so hard to get rid of the old man. But God graces us to do that, drawing on the power of his grace and tapping into and taking advantage of the gift of his grace is what enables us to do it. Because he truly is one size that fits all of our lives. And the great thing is that you can never exchange this gift for something better. I've watched people try to do it. Well, I've been serving the Lord a long time. I'm going to go out and try to find something better. That's what Solomon did. How many ever read that Solomon's right? He goes out and he goes, you know what? Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. And Vex says, he went out and said, I'm going to go out and try everything. There must be something happier to do out there. And he comes back and said, no, it's all just empty. So there's no way to exchange him for something better. And there's no need to act like you like it. How many got that gift that you had to act like you liked it? How many have ever re-gifted? Okay, nobody that will admit it. <laughs> How many remember white elephant parties? That's where you take that gift that you acted like you liked. Amen. Give that to somebody away. See, why? We don't have to act like you like it because God has given a gift. Hear this tonight. That will never wear out with youths. It will never be outdated by time. It will never go up in price. It's free to all. It will never lose its power. No batteries are required. I think about it all the time. They get, we get our kids all these motorized stuff, and then the batteries break, or the charger doesn't work, or do whatever, and they play with it. But thank God, God's gift never needs that. He will always be in fashion and style. Jesus never goes out of style. I was cracking up. We were at a furniture store the other day and we're replacing an item in our house. We're looking at some furniture and the lady showed me all this stuff and she goes, oh yeah, this is ultra modern. I said, that's not modern. That's 1960s. That is retro. Amen. The little, the chairs and the, the tables and the chairs and look at everything. It's going, I'm telling you, it's going back to the 60s. I go, you can't, oh look at this is the modern look. I said, no, it's just coming back around again. But I'm glad that Jesus isn't something that is a fashion or a style. He is always in fashion. Amen? And he never will be out of stock or on back order. Has already been shipped and delivered to all. He only has to be received, open, and put on. Why? Because one, the gift of God is one size that fits all. See the Capital One commercials all the time, and the, the one guy, I can't remember his name, Samuel Jackson's always like, hey, what's in your wallet? 
Cool. Well, Jesus just asked, what's in your heart? Who's in your heart? That's the key. Think about it. God the Father used a tree, as we sang about tonight in worship, on a hill called Calvary. There he displayed his love in the form of his son. There he revealed his glory. That one act, he wrapped every need for every life in the body of his son and the blood of his son, declaring that one size fits all. The world needed one Savior. Amen? And then he invited all of humanity to come and receive what he purchased for them with the life and the blood of his son. He has given to all the greatest gift of all. Never forget that. Every need you need, everything you need is at the cross. One sacrifice that fits the need of every life freely given to all who will receive. The greatest gift anyone can ever receive is Christ. The greatest gift you can ever give is Christ. So as Christmas is here, remember the gift that God has given to you. The gift that fits your life uniquely. Christ is uniquely fitted to your life. Trying to figure out how do I get God. God knows everything about your life. You don't have to figure out how to get Him to meet the need. He's made provision for every one of our lives. Receive it. Live in it. Rejoice in it. Just walk in the fullness of it. But then be a giver of that same gift. The amazing thing. Peter said it like this. To the lame man at the gate, beautiful. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you. The greatest thing we can give away is to give away Christ. Amen? You have him in such a way. If you've received him, then just share his love. Use, use it during this season. People are so open to receive the love of Christ. Reach out. Be a giver of life. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, you guys are blessed tonight. I had no idea how long the uh, Christmas play was going to go. So I said, I better put something together that I can bring at the end and encourage people with. So you guys are blessed. Amen. With the shortest message your pastor has ever preached. How many feel a gift right there? <laughs> Cole's going, I like this. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> we have to have Cole home by 8.30 at bedtime. He like transformed by 8.30. He's really out of nature by 8.30. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for your amazing gift in our life. We thank you that your son truly is the gift that is one size that fits every one of our lives. There is not a need in our life that isn't met in the gift of your son. There's not a circumstance we will ever face that you haven't already made provision for. There's not a need in our life that will ever arise that you won't supply through your son. So, Father, tonight we thank you for the amazing gift that we have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for this great gift, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said?